Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I am your host, Winston Winnis, and I am here today with a very special guest. And he is known by most everybody in the world as the sales whisperer. His name is Wes Schaefer, and he is the ruthlessly pragmatic entrepreneur, creator, and owner of The Sales Whisperer, an inbound marketing, sales training, and consulting firm who believes that marketing is just selling in print. Wes combines Southern common sense with military academy precision to help common to help salespeople, sales managers, business owners, and entrepreneurs achieve nearly miraculous growth. And since 2013, he has definitely hosted the sales podcast and is the author of two books, The Definitive Guide to Infusionsoft and It Takes More Than a Big Smile, a Good Idea and a Twitter account to build a business that lasts. He and his wife have called Southern California home since 2004 and since they have seven children, he may never escape. So Wes, we're so glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Are you there? The sales whisperer, Wes Schaefer. I'm here. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on this show today, Wes. I know you are a busy man. You've got so much sales and marketing knowledge that I just had to get you on the show. So I really appreciate you being on today to share some of your wisdom with our listeners. So what's the good word, man? Man, living the dream in Southern California. Paying high taxes, but at least the weather's nice. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. So you have seven kids, and that's that's not a misprint here, right? That's that's for real. Not a misprint. Same wife, 20 and a half years. Woo! Congratulations. Thank you. Very cool. Very cool. And so I actually um, know you through a marketing group. We first met through a marketing group, and you have a really cool knowledge of so much sales information so much marketing information and i get asked from people all the time what's the difference what is what is sales versus marketing or what is marketing versus sales or do they overlap or is it really two different words for the same thing can you help us get some clarity around that yeah so many people especially in larger businesses are they see sales and marketing being at odds with one another uh, and that's what always made me crazy mm-hmm. you know they're two sides of the same coin uh, you know, and everybody in the company is in sales. Hmm. You know, how you interact, you know, if, if you've got, if you're driving a company vehicle, right? And, yeah. Uh, you're in sales because you're going to cut somebody off in traffic and, uh, and they're going to call, they're going to look up your website and flame you. Yeah. Uh, you know, how you answer the phone, how you greet people. I mean, everything is related, especially now with social media and smartphones everywhere. I mean, people hop on Yelp, they'll hype on Twitter or whatever, and just light you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, you got to be aware of that, right? But in you know, when a small business though, you you're wearing multiple hats. You may be the owner, but also the only person in sales and only person doing marketing. And you may sub it out. You may hire some contractors, some interns, some people just to do some content for you, whatever. But they have to execute your vision. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so. In all of my training, I talk about being congruent. You know, that marketing message needs to be congruent and consistent with your sales methodology, with your approach, with your pricing. Uh, So you need to make sure that what people see in their first impression of you is true and consistent when they speak with you, when they buy, when you deliver the product or the service. How do you follow up? You know, you've you've seen stories about like a 
AC repair or a plumbing company, you know, they, they show up on time. And uh, there's a lady that I know that uh, up in Northern California, and, you know, she, her marketing message is, uh, you know, we'll be on time or it's free, mm. right? And our guys won't stink, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, but it's a legit thing. You get these contractors yeah. up and they're, they're doing some hard work. And they get sweaty. Maybe they're crawling under, uh, you know, in basements and crawling under houses that are, you know, lifted a little bit. And so, I mean, they'll show up clean. Nice. And so, and they'll put little booties on their feet, right? And mm-hmm. little things like that to take care of, of your home. And so being consistent and going a little bit above and beyond like that makes an impression. Uh, it stands out. Uh, you know, cleaning up behind yourself when you're done. I mean, we've all had work done, right? A ceiling fan installed, a garage door opener installed, uh, you know, houses painted or whatever. And they'll do a good job setting up and they just leave. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like you may be totally happy with the work. You know, maybe they were fast, they were fairly priced, but they don't go over, they don't go above and beyond. Like, like I own a BMW and it's in, the, it's in for some warranty work right now. Uh, but every time I take it in, like they... If you buy from them, whatever car you buy from them, even used cars, you, you get free car washes for life. Wow. Okay. And Right. Wow. And you go in, and like they go above and beyond when they do it. But like when you take it in for service work, um, they fill your car up. Hmm. You know? So even if it's on dead E, they give your car back full. And wow. so little things like that, you know, you're like, hey, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And, and it, it can kind of mask if you will the the fact that you're paying a lot more for the car right <laughs> right, right. Uh, but it's like you know so they can charge a hundred dollars extra for five different things so five hundred dollars and you know they give you 35 dollars worth of gas and like you're happy about it <laughs> totally you know people don't they don't see that they don't they don't see the bigger picture uh and and what the roi is on different things that they're doing and so you know it you know what they penny wise pound foolish mm-hmm. kind of thing so you need to realize how the sales and the marketing all tie in together uh, and make sure uh, the two complement one another uh, instead of compete. Mm. Yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. And so I know there's a lot of different ways that people do that or attempt to do that. There's a lot of technologies out there and it can be really confusing because I know people are kind of at different levels in their businesses or you know different price points with their businesses so when you are trying to help somebody get get aligned they're you know trying to get this message aligned in the marketing with the sales and all this what kind of process do you take people through or what kind of you know advice would you give somebody as far as comparing CRMs for example um, anything that you that you can help people out with well, what I always tell people, like when it comes to tools, looking at things like CRMs and, and email uh, marketing and marketing automation, uh, I tell them process before login. Hmm. Okay, and so the letters are PBL. So if you go to the salesWhisperer.com slash PBL, uh, I've got a 12-minute video and a free handout to help you create your process first. And so I tell people, look at your current process or your ideal process uh, and look at anything you do two or three times a day, four or five times a week and figure out how to automate it. Mm. Okay. And so now that's not to say all of your interactions with all of your prospects and clients need to be automated. Uh, but maybe the reminder to call them, maybe a reminder to send them a letter or a postcard uh, can and should be automated. 
Uh, but I tell people, but instead of looking, logging in the software because they have some cool marketing, write out on a piece of paper, okay? Put a, get a Word document, put an outline, get a Excel spreadsheet, and say, okay, I do webinars. Okay, what's the process? How far ahead do you want to promote it? How do you want to remind people to attend? How do you want to follow up with those that attended but didn't buy, those that registered but did not attend, uh, those that did not register? Okay, so you're going to follow up with people in different ways. So ba really, there's four, right? They, they attended and bought. Uh, they attended and did not buy. Uh, they registered and did not attend. Um, and they did not register. So those are the four outcomes. So if you do webinars, map out your process. How do you want to talk to those people? Look at it. Maybe you do trade shows. How do you, you want to follow up with those people? Uh, maybe you go to Chamber of Commerce functions or you know, networking events. Maybe you have a free report on your website or a contact us. Map out your process. If you can map it out and put it on paper, put it on a whiteboard and take a picture of it, then you can start to look at your, the different tools that you need to make that process work. Uh, okay, but very few people take the time to, to just document what the heck they want to, to happen. You know, yesterday uh, was my birthday. Happy so, birthday! My wife took me and took the whole family down to this uh, microbrew called uh, Stone, Heck Stone yeah. Brewing Company down in uh, Escondido. Nice. And uh, you know, I took a bunch of pictures. Uh, I'm going to write a blog about it. But you know, seeing the process, right? I mean, they had 82 of those big—I um, don't even know what they call them—the big stainless steel mm -hmm. um, brewing. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on what they're called. Vats or like, uh, yeah. Yeah, this thing held like, each one held 15,000 gallons of beer. Wow. The guy said if you drank a six-pack a day, it would take, he called it a lifetime of beer. I, forget, <laughs> I have to look it up now. If you drank a six-pack a day, I think it would take 60 years to wow. drink <laughs> in just one. They had 82 of them. Nice. Right? But they have, I mean, this is commercial grade, right? Everywhere you look, there's big, fat blue pipes, smaller white pipes, uh, smaller stainless steel pipes. They've, uh, you know, they're, they have, it's completely automated, right? There's, there's the distribution going around for the barley, for the hops, for the yeast. Uh, they have the process for how hot to make the water, when to boil it. You know, some of like the different hops I think he was talking about, and it can't be boiled, or maybe it was yeast, I forget. But so they got to they got to bring the temperature down before they they initiate, uh, you know, putting the hops in. So they have a process, mm -hmm. and so and of course it's very complex, and you have very smart you know mechanical engineers and blah 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 making that stuff work. But in your own business, uh, you have steps. They don't have to be that complex, but you do need to know what the steps are. And then you can figure out how to automate it and make it happen. Uh, but just running around blind, doing it from gut feel, you know, that doesn't cut it. Yeah, and, and the way you, you laid that out, it makes a heck of a lot of sense. And I know people that, I, I know, that I'm sure there's lots of people that have done it the exact opposite way of what you're recommending. Uh, so you said PBL process before login, and yeah, take that time, lay it out, and then figure out what software or tools will help you get there. Instead of like, hey, I'm just going to check out this cool tool because I saw it advertised, and then I'll figure out how to build my business around this tool. Is yeah, that they go out and they're like, oh, they have a free trial. I'm gonna go try it. Like, just it's not free. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, it's going to take your time and your effort and your focus, mm. uh, which is the most valuable thing you have. Mm-hmm. So it's not free. Wow. You know, and, and I always say it's better to invest more than you wanted than less than you should. Ooh, I'm not, wait, say that one more time for us, please, Wes. It's better to invest more than you wanted rather than less than you should. That's a rider downer, friends. A that's that's downer. a good one. That's wow. And, uh, you know, and it's self-serving, right? Because mm-hmm. that helps me get paid, but it's the truth. Right. Um, you know, to get my undivided attention, you need to pay for it. I mean, if, if you don't walk through the grocery store and pick grapes off and pop them in your mouth, you know, and even if you do, you're probably looking around, uh, you know, before you do it. <laughs> and if you were to get caught or approached, you hopefully would feel bad about it. I mean, you're stealing their stuff. Right. Uh, and so all I have is time. That's all I can sell. And so, but when you invest a little, okay, you're going to get the best advice and recommendations I can make. Uh, and so that's why in all the tools that I sell, uh, there's a setup fee, you know, there's an initial consultation to get it set up right, you know, because who wants to read the manual? Right. I mean, you know, I, I used to change my own oil. I, I used to change the brake pads out on my truck. Uh, you know, I used to do my own tune-ups and pull the spark plugs out and, you know, file them off and uh, sand them down and regap them. And but I don't do that anymore. It's not worth my time. You know, yeah. so you got to figure out where to invest your money uh, and where to invest your time. And so, you know, playing around, kicking the tires of different software tools because it looks neat is really the best use of your time. Hmm. That's so cool that you and that that example you just gave hits home so perfectly for me because just yesterday uh tried to drive the family home from Los Angeles car the you know we stop for lunch starter doesn't work it just goes out so yep. we're stranded in LA and fortunately uh, my wife's cousin is super handy so he drives over pulls out the starter we go get a different starter puts it back in and you know 3 hours later we're on the road again and this exact kind of thought was like and he said to me, you know, I'm just sitting there watching pretty useless. And he's like, well, you know, it's if you had a couple of days in these tools, you could do it too. And it's like, yeah, I probably could. But I, I, I'm so horrible at that kind of stuff. That is not my skill set. And I know there's people who are doing well that would say, hey, I'm going to do it myself. Like what you just said, like I, I could do my spark plugs. I could do this. And you used to do that. But at some point you realized that wasn't a good use of your time. How do you how would you recommend someone or help guide someone who's you know still doing stuff they shouldn't be doing to really recognize when it's time to hand it off to a professional you know such as yourself oh man i mean you have to look at what are you great at you know and it's the old adage I mean, do what you're great at and outsource the rest hmm. um and in the beginning you have no time and you have no money <laughs> right right and so it's hard yeah uh and so you need to you're gonna have to eat at your desk you know mm-hmm. you're going to have to clip coupons mm-hmm. uh and you know the very first thing i think that you outsource uh are the menial things like uh, setting appointments uh things i, I i've used time trade yeah. for years Okay, so again, anything you do two or three times a day, four or five times a week. So you find like that tool is like $40 a year. Right. Okay, so we're not talking big bucks. But now all of a sudden, 
you're setting appointments with prospects and guests and what have you with one email. Yep. Okay, and then so I, on a Mac they have a text expander, but I also bought another one called A Text uh, for I don't know what 15 bucks, and that's a text expander as well. So if I just type in Wes Cal C A L, it sends my my calendar. Like you ask for my bio, I type out Wes Bio, mm. it sends you my entire bio. Okay. Cool. So I take it down. Even my email, if I type in W E S E on my iPhone, on my Mac, on my iMac, on my iPad, boom, it spells out my email address. It spells out my cell phone, my, my home address, whatever. So I, am, I take that down to an extreme. Yeah. So you start finding little tools like that. Then I, I hired a virtual assistant overseas in Korea. Um, uh, I'm sorry, in the Philippines. And um, I was stationed in Korea in the Air Force. Um, and Thank so, you for your and service. I've had Anna uh, on and off now. I had her full-time for many years. I still have her part-time, and uh, I've referred her out to my friends uh, that need help. And so she could do tech things, right? She can do HTML, CSS, uh, work on websites and hosting and all the technical stuff. And uh, she could do some graphic design. And so in the beginning, that was a little bit of a stretch for me. Um, and But boom, I mean, literally within a couple of weeks... You know, once you get accustomed to outsourcing things, handing it over to a team, uh, and then stepping away, it's it's magical. <laughs> okay, but I didn't I didn't give away the stuff I'm great at. I gave away the stuff I'm not great at, but needed to get done. Then I hired a local person as my own assistant, so she could send emails for me. Um, work inside of my Infusionsoft or my HubSpot application. Um, she could speak to clients, set appointments, things like that. And so, you know, and I got her in the beginning for $10 an hour. This was a stay-at-home mom uh, who, whose kids were a little bit older. You know, they were in middle school, and she just wanted, you know, to work two to four hours a day. Uh, and, you know, so for $10 an hour, I was able to get somebody that learned my business. Hmm. Okay, and, you know, now I've had an assistant for four years. Wow. So little things like that. Now it starts to add up. You know, I, you get an assistant in uh, overseas, like in the Philippines. You know, it's going to run you four to eight hundred dollars a month. Hmm. Okay. If you get somebody ten hours, uh, ten dollars an hour, if they work, you know, four hours a day, well, that's two hundred dollars a week. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I mean, it starts to add up. So bring them on cautiously maybe it's just two hours a day maybe it's just you know a full eight hour day one day a week mm -hmm. uh so i mean you and you what will happen though is you'll learn to bunch up your stuff you'll chunk your time okay and so what i mean by that is just like you know you go to the grocery store you know you don't go to one store for eggs and another store across town for milk and, a, and another town you know, across town for beer yep. you know you, everything's in one place and you make a list you know, like, I don't want to go to the store seven times a day. I'm going to make a list. What do we need? Toilet paper, milk, eggs, blah, blah, blah. And then you go and you get it all done. So when you have an assistant, let's say you only have them a couple of hours a day, you'll get very cautious with your time and you'll, you'll learn what works. Maybe it's an email. Maybe you use Google Docs and just have a running document with a checklist. There's free planning tools like Asana that does project management. I think it's free for up to 15 users. You know, so you start to figure out um, the different tools that you could use to communicate. And then instead of you doing it, instead of having to have immediate communication, you just make a list. Hmm. Say, hey, when you get into work tomorrow, when you get into work the next day, or it's a Friday, whenever you get into work on Monday, 
here's the top five things I need you to get done. Right. Okay. And so now, lo and behold, you become a planner. You know, you start to get organized. Uh, and just, you know, good things start to happen uh, when you take control of your time. Very cool. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a really great way to break it down and to really show a clear path for for taking those steps and moving up moving up that chain of uh or being more efficient and getting better at, at delegating stuff that's really cool I've, I've been working on that myself because that's i know one of my challenges is um you know letting go of things to to do instead of trying to do it all myself so i do have some people on fiverr for example that i outsource to pretty regularly at at what point would you say that you – what was the biggest or one of the biggest or some of the points that you might be able to help people um, as far as p- building – maybe building their team or once you've already kind of got that established and now you're, you've got more time hopefully because you've been outsourcing some of this stuff, what are kind of the highest and best – uses of your time for example where would you say maybe people spend too much time doing xyz but instead they should maybe be looking at you know abc well every business owner their number one job is to market their business okay okay and and people lose sight of that uh nobody's going to market your business like you will okay uh and now you may hire someone to do some of the social media stuff or whatever, uh, but it needs to be your voice, okay? And nobody's going to toot your horn uh, with the care and the attention to detail like you will. Uh, But that's what's tough because we grow up, you know, being told, be modest, don't brag, don't toot your own horn, you know, but now you become a business owner and how else are people going to find you unless you're out there making ads, making free reports, doing interviews and whatever, saying, I'm the best caterer in the city. I'm the best DJ in the city. I'm the best wedding photographer in the city. You know, you got to be out there, you know, again, tooting your own horn. So you have to really focus on that. I mean, you can find a good bookkeeper right? An accountant, you can find somebody to do HR and whatever. Um, you have to own the sales and marketing uh, of your business. And so even in, in mine, you know, I've done a lot uh, with Infusionsoft over the years and been certified with them since 2008. Uh, been certified now on Entreport since 2014, certified on HubSpot since 2014. But I'm not the expert at any of those. Uh, but I was one of the top salesmen in the world of Infusionsoft for many years, despite having a very small team, hmm. uh, because I focused on selling. And I learned what the software would do. Uh, and rather than get down into the weeds, mm-hmm. okay, I focused on the big picture uh, and would make the sale. Uh, and then, because at the end of the day, no matter what the tool is, I mean, people are going to use 5% of it, and they'll have a positive ROI. Hmm. Okay? So I focused at just getting them, at a minimum, getting them to break even. Because once they stop sweating the ROI, right? Yeah. Once they realize, hey, I'm spending $300 a month, and I'm getting back at least $300 a month. Okay, this is good stuff. 
Now they can relax. Right. And now they can say, wow, you know, I have $300 worth of value. I wonder what it would take to get $600 worth of value. Mm -hmm. And now their creativity kicks in. And once you understand the basics, just like cooking, right? Once you understand bake, the difference between baking soda and baking powder, <laughs> right? You, know, you understand how to preheat an oven, how a little bit of salt can go a long way and blah, blah, blah. You can, you can start, you have the basics. Just right. like working out, right? I don't, I don't just show you every single piece of equipment. You know, let's talk about anaerobic exercises versus aerobic exercises. Mm. Let's talk about fat versus protein versus carbs, you know, and, and give you a solid foundation. Now, you can go test things out and make a beautiful recipe, okay? So, but too many people, they want to talk about every single little nuance, and they wear their customers out. Mm. So, you need to understand why people buy, why they don't buy, uh, and just focus there. Uh, and just, you know, you're just going to scratch that itch. You know, people will buy, you know, a full-blown massage just because they have a stiff neck. Hmm. Okay. And you're like, well, we're going to work on the shoulders and the obliques and the glutes and the hamstrings and the calves. Like, you know what? I just got a knot in my neck. I'll pay for the full hour, but just get this knot out and hmm. I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, you, you got to know why people buy from you and know why they don't. Uh, so, but again, you know, I said marketing is just selling in print. I think... You know, great marketing makes sales easy, but great selling makes great marketing possible. Hmm. Okay? You got to have the money that comes from the sale to be able to have something to invest in great marketing. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. So you got to always focus on that. So I've, you know, despite uh, slowdowns I've had, despite uh, staff uh, really basically screwing me, hmm. uh, just stealing my intellectual property, riding my coattails to open up their own businesses, despite ups and downs, despite incompetent people making big mistakes. Um, I've still grown because I've always been able to sell. I, I never lost sight of the fact that selling is why I'm in business. Hmm. You know, I've got to generate that sale uh, because it's just, it's the lifeblood of your company. So there are other people in the Infusionsoft and HubSpot world that are more technical than me, but I'll outsell them mm. because people don't need all of that. I'll find their need. I'll fill their need. You know, Zig Ziglar always says you can get whatever you want if you help enough people get what they want. Yep. So just focus on what your customers need, uh, and you'll always grow. Wow. I mean, that's that's really cool because it on the one hand, it really simplifies. There's so many things that I feel like that that someone could get caught up in, caught up in, you know, especially with like the technical stuff, if they get too down in the weeds, as you say about like, you know, trying to figure out the technical stuff or this or that. But it's like the way you're saying it is just despite all that other stuff, if you just focus on what the people want and what they need and you give that to them, you will be successful. Right. Is, that, is that about right? That's it. That's so cool. So I wanted to ask you about uh, one of your books. The title is so it's so cool, and I think it's hilarious and awesome. Um, so I'm hoping you can maybe just give us a little a little sample or a taste of what what the uh, the answer is. But I, I realize it takes a book to <laughs> to answer it. So um, so I, one of your books is titled "It Takes More Than a Big Smile, a Good Idea, and a Twitter Account to Build a Business That Lasts." So would you tell us what else it might take? Yeah, well, I've always I've had this love-hate relationship with social media. You know, um, it's great. You can put the word out there. Uh, it's 
it's rough because people think, oh, I can just hang out and tweet and like a Facebook post, and I'm just going to be so successful. I mean, you know, look, you know, do a search for social media marketer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's everywhere. You know, and it's like, what does it, what does that mean? What does it take to be a social media marketer? Right. You know, are you actually writing content? Are you helping with tools? What does that mean? Uh, and it, it just, it takes more than that. You know, social media is just that. It's a media. It's a medium. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not any different than than billboards years ago, yellow pages years ago, radio, TV, you know, newspapers, magazines. It's a way to get your message in front of your target audience. Now, because it's accessible on our phones and from our desktop, you know, you're not going to rent a truck and drive out and, and jump up on a, on a crane and, and go put a billboard up, okay? But you will send out a series of tweets or whatever, and so you feel like you're working. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but, I mean, there's just study after study. You know, it shows things like, you know, especially Facebook. I mean, they're great for deepening the relationship with the existing customers, okay, versus uh, making that new sale. Hmm. Okay, so you need to realize the role of all of your different tools uh, hmm. and, and how good are they, how effective are they, and then use them accordingly. Right. But people... They can, they can act busy, mm-hmm. and so they feel like uh, they're doing some work, when in reality, they're just lulling themselves asleep, right? <laughs> just stroking themselves as they act like they're doing something. Like, well, I don't know why my sales are down. Uh, you know, I have uh, I got an extra 300 followers on Twitter last month. Right. Like, oh, really? <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I don't know. I, I've gone to Walmart to buy diapers for my kids and showed them my, my Facebook fan page. And like, that's real nice. You know, it's still going to be $20 for this package of diapers. Right. <laughs> you know, like, but wait a minute. <laughs> you know, so you need to realize, again, have a process. Hmm. This is the process for sharing your content, uh, for generating leads. Okay, you get a follower. What does that mean? Uh, where do you take them? Do you, are you sending them back to your site? I mean, and I saw this, you know, when I wrote that book years ago, um, we were kind of in the middle of the changes Facebook was making on their fan pages. Hmm. Uh, and there were so many people going out of business because they had relied on free traffic from face from their Facebook page. Wow. Right. Because, you know, back in the day, uh, that's all you had to do was have a Facebook page. Right. Uh, and. And people would come, but now you know the the exposure is one to two percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so people, I mean, they literally they were counting on that. You know, Dan Kennedy always talks about one is the da- most dangerous number. You know, right. if you have just one computer. You know, you know, what I mean, to back it up, you're in trouble. If you have just one way of generating leads, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, hey, that was working, so they they were selling that concept. Uh, and relying on it themselves, and they, they suffered. So, you know, so just like the title says, it takes more than just a cheesy grin, right? Mm-hmm. A strong handshake. You got to understand what makes people tick. Um, you know, you got to understand where do they where do they itch, you know, and then scratch it. Uh, and maybe that means making more phone calls. Maybe you got to drop in on them in person. Uh, maybe you got to send surveys, ask the hard questions. Why didn't you buy from me? Why did you buy from me? You know, why didn't you buy the upgraded warranty? Why did you buy the upgraded warranty? You know, uh, start installing tools on your website, like offer chat or 
um, other types of user surveys uh, for user experience to figure out why it is they do what they do. You know, that's the beauty of digital marketing today. It takes all the guesswork out. Hmm. Okay, you just got to be willing to install the technology or uh, analyze, you know, the existing information you have uh, to get the answers you need. Uh, so you know how to modify your offering so you can grow. Wow, yeah, because uh, I know there's that old uh, joke back in the day about I know my marketing's work, you know, I, the, I know my marketing's working. I just don't know which half kind of yeah. thing where you couldn't track it. It was just uh, kind of blind. But now, like you're saying, there's tools out there. There's analytics. There's all different ways to track these results so you know it's working. There's no excuse not to know what's working. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, people they they don't want to dig in. You know, and that was uh, John Wanamaker that said that, uh, and he was, you know. That dude was worth, I think, $100 million back in 1815. Hmm. Um, you know, he he had opened, um, I think it became Woolworth um, eventually. But, uh, yeah, you know, he said, I know 50% of my marketing is wasted. I just don't know which half. <laughs> right. um, and, but now there's no reason to not know. I mean, within hours, you can know if your Facebook campaign is working or if your Google AdWords PPC campaign is working. Yeah. Uh, and then... Over weeks and months, you can know how's your website working, or blog posts getting shared, and, and uh, are people clicking through? Where are they dropping off? What is your bounce rate? What is your time on site? So all the analytics are there. Mm -hmm. uh, you just got to be willing to dig in and look at them, and that's where you may need to sub out some work, right? Hire someone to help you understand what all those numbers mean, but you still need to be looking at it um, so you understand. Okay, you. you you can always delegate authority. You hmm. can't delegate responsibility, hmm. right? And, uh, you know, learn that in the military. You know, I, I can tell you, you know, let's go attack, charge that hill, mm -hmm. okay? And, and I can have a team of young officers or NCOs under me and say, you know, you take that side, you know, you take the left, you take the right, you take the middle, blah, blah, blah. And so they have my authority. right to lead that team, the, the smaller teams under them, but it's my responsibility. Hmm. They are all my responsibility. That mission is my responsibility. Okay, so the same thing, your business and the success in your business is your responsibility. So you can delegate the authority. Somebody has the authority to blog post on your behalf, to do social media marketing on your behalf, to make outbound sales calls on your behalf. But if they screw up, uh, if they insult somebody, if they offend somebody, if they just create stuff that doesn't work, if they waste time and money, that's your responsibility. Dang, that's, <laughs> that's a really good example. That's really a clear <laughs> illustration. Yeah, I like that a lot. And wow, yeah, because I know that's, that's a, been a challenge for me in the past where it's in this whole trying to delegate stuff and then having something fall through the cracks still and it's like man i just i, I realized it was my responsibility because i didn't set them up for success the way i wanted it and so that's that's a clear way of of laying that out so thank you that's that's awesome yep my pleasure 
Yeah, so I know you are a busy dude, Wes, and I know you have um, some really cool resources. You've got a podcast of your own. Would you share with us real quick what kind of information you share on there, what kind of uh, things somebody could expect if they want to go check you out? Yeah, I do. So it's called The Sales Podcast. Um, crazy name, huh? Yeah, yeah, uh, weird. Hosted by The Sales Whisperer. Huh. Uh, and, you know, the, the ironic thing is I'm starting to change the name to The Inbound Sales Podcast because I don't want people to think it's just about, like, how to close a sale. Hmm. Uh, I have just interesting people on, entrepreneurs. Uh, I have, you know, people starting companies. I have salespeople. I have marketing people. I have technology people that are uh, working at a company. So, you know, when I, when I need to dig in on something, you know, email deliverability, SEO, uh, overcoming adversity. You know, I've had, um, I had a lady on that was rescued by SEAL Team 6 from Somalia. Wow. Okay, after 93 days of captivity. Hmm. Uh, and I had her on, uh, A, because it was part of a bigger promotion I was doing to raise money for the Navy SEAL Foundation. Um, that's just one of the causes I support. A classmate of mine is, is still in the SEALs. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, she, it was just an interesting story. How did she overcome adversity, right? How did she follow her passion despite being put at risk? How did she endure? How did she bounce back and recover, which she has? So it's, you know, it's just interesting people that I have on. And most of them are about business. But you know what? We have to live in this life as well. Right. You know, and if you're doing things right, you're really only working uh, less than a third of your life. Because, you know, if you look at a 24-hour day, you know, you work eight hours a day, that's only a third. Hmm. Uh, but then you add in the weekends when you should be off, right? I mean, you're, you're literally should be working, I don't even know, 28% of, of your life and then playing and relaxing and doing something else with the other time. Hmm. So I like to have a little bit of a blend there to remind people why they why are they doing what they're doing in the first place yeah totally so so let me uh direct that question to you why why are you doing this wes well i'm i'm totally unemployable so i have <laughs> i have to work on my own uh and you know and i started my business um you know when i got out of the air force i got into sales because i wanted to be paid according to my production mm -hmm. not just based on my tenure uh and I wanted to, I got into training and consulting because I just, I saw so much wasted effort out there. I saw so much bad advice, uh, so many cheesy salespeople giving sales a bad name, mm -hmm. uh, people selling the quick fix, the easy button, the silver bullet, right? Hence the title of my book. Uh, I've always been willing to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes until it gets done. Uh, and so I just wanted to be able to you know, inspire salespeople, sales managers, uh, business owners, entrepreneurs on on how they can succeed uh, in doing their own thing. Because, you know, you've seen all the stats. I mean, we grow, the nation grows through small business. I mean, there's right. only a handful. You know, you look at the Fortune 500, the Fortune 1000. Well, there's only 500 or 1,000 of those companies. Mm -hmm. uh, when you look at small business, there's 23 to 27 million small businesses. <laughs> Okay, that's where job growth happens. That's where the rubber meets the road. That is America. Hmm. Uh, and so that was uh, just where I wanted to focus is helping those types of people, you know, people like me that left the, the corporate world, left the safety net, took a leap of faith. Uh, I want to help them uh, sell more better. Sell more better. 
All right. I love That's it. What I do. Fantastic. Well, Wes, if somebody wanted to get help with selling MoBeta, where might they go to uh, get in contact with you or get some get some resources or advice from you? You know, just go to thesaleswhisperer.com. Thesaleswhisperer.com. Everything you can find me there. So you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you prefer, LinkedIn. Um, I've got a chat window there and pop up, and uh, you'll actually get me. Uh, as long as I'm free, I'll, uh, you'll be chatting with me. And if I'm not available, just leave an, a message and I'll email you back. Um, so uh, if you ask me a question publicly, you know, a lot of people e- will email me or you know, send me a DM on Twitter. And it's like, I can't solve the world's problems for free in private. Right. But if it's a public question, you know, it's a good place to have a dialogue. And if you have the question, others probably have the question as well. I've had people, uh, like on my, on my YouTube channel, I, I had a, a, a review. Uh, I think it was Zoho versus Infusionsoft. Hmm. And, uh, and it was old. It was several years old. And somebody says, hey, do you, have you taken a look at it again? I said, you know what? I haven't. Uh, and so I did. I mean, within that week, I made an updated video showing the, how things had changed. And so, you know, it's just one example. You know, if you're willing to ask a question publicly, um, chances are very high I will answer it. It may take a day. It may take a week. Uh, but, you know, I'll do my best to answer that because that's how I provide customer service. It's my own marketing, you know, and, and you should learn from me in that regard and that, that creates fresh content. It's fresh, relevant content that search engines like. They like it because human beings use search engines to find fresh, relevant content to their questions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, feel free to engage me that way if, if you want some help, you have some questions, and, you know, especially if money is tight, uh, it's a good way to get a little bit of help um, for free. Wow, that is amazing. That is so cool. So I hope you all are paying attention out there. I know we have a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners that listen to the show. And so Wes is a real stand-up guy. You know, what he just said, that that in itself is its own lesson of being able to just kind of, and I like too that you differentiate the public question that can help a lot of people versus a private question, which is maybe more specific. And that's kind of where you draw the line as far as, you know, I'll create this content or answer this in public. But then, you know, after this point for private questions, that's where you get into the consulting and you charge. Is that is that right? Right. Cool. I love that. Well, Wes, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to, to talk to our listeners and share your information and knowledge because I know I took a lot of notes and I'm sure the folks out there did too. So thank you again for being on the show. Is there anything else you'd like to, to leave the listeners with? Hey, you know what? Just pull the trigger and ride the bullet. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Well, that wraps up our show today with the sales whisperer, Wes Schaefer. Thank you again for being on the show. And to all of you out there, until next time, my friends, be flowing.